Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show. Sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. at the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right race fans let's get rowdy the next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only racing from the third tracks the carolinas the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega. No race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. All right, welcome back to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Monday morning edition. Guys, uh, how about that Kyle Bush bringing it in? Should have won last week. Had all the chances to win, got bumped, final two laps, and he went spinning out. Brings it home for Chevrolet again, guys. Leaves Toyota two races into his new career under Chevrolet banner, and he's, he's brought it. Richard Childers back to the top. So, guys, the way we're going to roll today, we got Adam Mackey calling in. Get us ready for, for uh, his big event coming up here real soon with the uh, – ASA Stars National Tour. It's going to be an awesome tour, guys. It's something to catch. And we're going to have Adam back on his first time for 2023, and Adam's no stranger to the show. We got Kyle Magnum working. He'll be here off and on. And uh, Kyle, keep him rolling in there. But uh, what a race yesterday. John Hunter Nemechek wins the rain delay from Saturday to Sunday afternoon. Tidbit, his dad sat on the very first pole at Fontana. And, of course, you know Fontana's kind of going to either fade away or change into a new short track out in California. Whichever one, John Hunter ended that track career with with a winner, so the Front row Joe grabs the pole, and John Hunter wins the last race at Fontana. The Arkham Nard Series is off this weekend, and uh, they'll be at Pensacola also at the end of the month. The East Series will. But uh, we're waiting on Adam to call in. Adam had a full, full, I think, nine days down at New Smyrna. We'll talk a little bit about that but here's something else that i kind of reading up on uh the first race for the asa stars national tour at five flag speedway unless this has changed free camping so listen you can stay late camp get up smell the bacon cooking and uh enjoy a race day sounds like a plan to me because it's hard to get in there for the uh, Snowball Derby because it is absolutely full of campers. So, uh, a lot of big news coming out, guys. Uh, 
just Kyle Busch winning his first bow tie race. I've known a lot of Chevrolet de- uh, dudes that uh, did not pull for Kyle, but now Kyle's under the Chevrolet banner. That's a, a little bit different situation. So to, getting back on to the uh, ASA Stars Tour, their first race is March 11th. Adam's going to be talking about at Pensacola. Uh, the next race will be May the 7th at Madison. Here's going to be a big race right here, May the 16th at North Wiltsboro. If you kept up with that, the lost track, it's come back. It'll be on this series, the third race. They're, they paved the whole infield last week, putting up the safer barriers. Everything's going to be in tip-top shape when they roll in there in May. Then May the 25th, you got Hickory. Never been to Hickory, but it is an old, established track. Uh, here's another good one, guys. Slinger. July the 11th at Slinger. Then 15th of July, Anderson. I'm telling you guys, there's a lot of, they gave go to Toledo, Winchester, and uh, back finishing it up at November the 5th at Nashville. So uh, we we got Adam Mackey calling in, and we're going to talk about the, the new series. And uh, it's, Actually, if I'm not mistaken, this series is going to be run on a Thursday night, which I think is a great idea. Not a whole lot of racing on Thursday night and during the week. and It's all about numbers on TV, guys. Mav TV on Thursday night will have the ASA Stars National Tour. But we got Adam Mackey going to talk about that here pretty quick. So uh, that old saying, it never rains in California, Southern California, just didn't work out the way that they thought it was going to. Sometimes it does. And uh, it did on Saturday. Kind of washed out qualifying, washed out uh, practice. Pretty much everything got pushed back to Sunday. And uh, Sunday was a beautiful day, guys. Made for great racing. Absolutely did. Two good races back to back. John Hunter winning the Xfinity and Kyle winning the Cup race. So uh, we've actually got Connor Mosack today at four and we'll play him back thursday night on the thursday night show but he will be live today at, at four on the rowdy maglite show and then it will play in its uh original to be spot is on thursday night and we also on thursday night greg van Aus. we got greg the winner of the uh arca 200 down at daytona last week Greg will be on the show. Small team uh, doing big things, guys. Pretty A pretty impressive story how he got – didn't give up and kept going and, and, and win, to win the big race. It's pretty awesome. 
Gotta like them stories. I tell you what, we're waiting on uh, Adam. I think we got Adam right now. All right, everyone, I'd like to welcome back his first time on the 2023 series season opener. Welcome, Adam Mackey. Hey, how's it going, guys? Man, Adam, good. You had a big time down in New Smyrna, didn't you? Nine days, is that right, Adam? Absolutely. Nine nights of racing. Uh, got to see some racing and announce some racing each of those nine nights. Had a little bit of weather issues on the weekend uh, where we lost partial shows each weekend. But uh, but all in all, a great week and had good crowds. The car count was huge. I mean, the, the pits were packed, and, and so were the grandstands on many of the nights. So, Adam, we're moving into a kind of a new series here, and I, it gives me chill bumps to even start to talk about it. The ASA Stars National Tour, which gets kicked off at, at an absolutely wonderful place for short track racing at Five Flags Speedway. Yeah, it's really no better place to start the 2023 season and start a new series like that than the home of the Snowball Derby. Um, you know, coming off the Snowball Derby at the beginning of December, and then, you know, you take a couple months off, regroup, and now we've got the first of 10 races on the ASA Stars National Tour. Uh, a great place to start it, and it's going to be an outstanding field of cars. Over 30 are entered so far. Uh, obviously, that race is coming up next weekend on Saturday, March 11th, uh, so still some time for some more entries to come in, but that official entry list that we have right now will be coming out today at 5 o'clock Central Time. That was one one of the questions I want to ask you. So it comes out today at five. The entry. Yeah, list. actually, it might be five o'clock Eastern, but it will be this afternoon uh, for the for the national tour entry list for Five Flags. You know, Adam, what an impressive uh, schedule. I mean, you've got. I mean, to, to the third race at North Wilkesboro. What does that mean to to be able to go back to North Wilkesboro, Adam? Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. You know, some of the super late model guys and uh, got a chance to race there when it reopened a year ago. Um, but this will be a really big deal with the with the national tour going there and having more time to promote it and make a big deal of it. So uh, we're excited about it. Uh, you know, one of 10 races, and I think all 10 of them, when you look at the schedule, are going to be huge. Uh well, I mean, Toledo, Winchester, Nashville, finishing up at Nashville at the uh, Slinger. <laughs> I mean, if you don't know about Slinger and you're in the short track racing, you hadn't been there long. Yeah, absolutely. The Slinger Nationals, uh, historic event. Um, I think the, the Slinger race will be outstanding this year um you know i've actually myself never had a chance to go to slinger i hope i get a chance to make it this year with with our national tour going there but uh you know uh, all of these races are marquee events um you know some of them were already established but this hopefully will add just that little extra kick to them to make them even that much better uh, an event like the winchester 400 or the red butt 400 at anderson um, you know, those are now we add this being a national tour race to it just to give it that little extra kick to make it even better than it was. And racing on Thursday night. Yeah, quite a few of the races on uh, on off nights and during the week, uh, which makes it uh, which makes it easier as far as fans getting a chance to watch this event if they're not at their local tracks on a Saturday night. You know, you go into a lot of these uh, areas and 
everybody runs on Saturday night. Um, being on an off night, there's going to be no other racing that, that those events are up against. Um, so they kind of stand alone, you know, like back in the day with the, the Thursday night thunder stuff where that was the only racing going on. So everybody watched it, whether it was from home or at the event itself. Uh, Mav TV is going to cover this. Is that right? And, and yeah, it's, it's got, yeah, it's got quite a bit of different coverage. Um, most events fans will be able to see on, uh, on racing America as well as the speed sport uh, subscription-based service uh, with some pay-per-view involved. Um, one of the events will be on flow. That will be the North Wilkesboro race. And then all of the events will be taped delayed on MAV-TV. So plenty of coverage. You can watch it live if you can't make it there via the pay-per-view services of Racing America, Speed Sport, and Flow. Uh, or you can you can catch it on um, MAV-TV, you know, within a week or so after the event happens. So uh, these super late model drivers on the tour are going to get plenty of uh, publicity with all of the coverage they're going to get. i tell you, I like the Thursday night deal. That that on Thursday night there's not nothing to watch, and, right. and being a being a distance off like watching Slinger from Alabama, that's going to be pretty cool, Adam. Yeah, absolutely. It, there's going to be uh, a lot of eyes on some of these races, uh, no doubt. Uh, when you look through the the 2023 schedule, I'm I'm really pumped up about it. Uh, we love the names that are coming in for the race on Saturday, March 11th, um, that entry list, when you see it later this afternoon, you're going to look down through and say, like, this is the starting lineup in the Snowball Derby this past year. And that's the kind of names that are on that list. And, you know, we've been releasing some of the names. Uh, you know, like we had the story come out last week about the truck series drivers that are coming, guys like Grant Infinger and, and Ty Majeski, um, really good stars of some of the top levels of racing, and we know when they're in super late models, Carson Hosovar was the other one of the truck series competitors that has entered for this race. Uh, but when you look at the entry list itself, it really does rival a snowball derby type entry list. Not as many cars at this point. Um, you know, we're still two weeks out. We're probably still going to get some more entries coming in over the next week and a half. Um, but, but the quality of it's amazing. You know, it's more than a full field. They're scheduled to start 28 cars uh, in this race. You know, obviously, if there's 31, they're probably going to start them all. But um, but I would expect to see even more than that show up. So it should be a lot of fun. Adam, what's it like to be in the ground floor of a new series starting up? Yeah, it's exciting. You know, obviously, my roots come from the from the asphalt racing side, even though I'm involved with a lot more dirt track stuff now than, than asphalt. But uh, since Track Enterprises has taken over, CRA, you know, this is the second year that we've had CRA highly involved in the Southern Super Series now with Tim Bryant um, taking over the Midwest Tour, even though Greg McCarns is going to continue to run that. Um, and now starting the Stars National Tour, it's a, a lot of asphalt races, a lot of big events, and trying to bring some of what, you know, Bob Sargent and the staff has learned from watching the dirt track success of the Lucas Oil late models, the World of Outlaw late models, and try to kind of carry that over to the asphalt side uh, with a needed national tour to, to bring a lot more hype to it. Um, I think it's a good thing. I, I do, too. That's going to be the Sunshine 200 at Five, uh, five Flag Speedway. Uh, 
Adam, I seen this morning for this this race at Five Flags there's free camping. If that that should give you another reason to come down and be part of this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Five Flags Speedway, you've been there for the Snowball Derby. You see how full the parking lot, <laughs> the whole facility is with campers. You know, and that's a different type of event, obviously, middle of the winter. Uh, it's kind of a vacation for people. They schedule it for a year in advance. Um, this year, we wanted to make camping free to give fans a chance to come out and kind of have that same feel and get an experience of staying at the racetrack for a couple of days, make it affordable for them, and have a good time, party in the parking lot, and go watch some great racing. I'm looking forward to it, Adam. But you got another great event back coming in at the end of the month with the Arkham Menard Series. East. Yeah, the 24th and 25th, uh, you know, we it's a big month of March at Five Flags Speedway with the 10th and 11th being the season opening weekend next weekend, uh, local racing on Friday night, in addition to some practice for the Stars National Tour. Then Saturday, uh, March 11th, the, the Super Late Models take the track for that Sunshine State 200. Then we just got two weeks to turn around and come back with another big event. You mentioned the Arkham Menard Series East, uh, Pensacola 200. Um, you know, that's an event we've held there for a couple of years. It looks like the entry list is going to be a little more full again this year. I think a couple of years ago, the count was down a little bit, came up a little bit last year. It looks like it's going to come up a little bit more this year. Um, and we'll see some drivers that are very young, talented drivers trying to uh, move up through the ranks. And, you know, we've seen guys like Sammy Smith race there. And, you know, obviously be very, very good the last couple of years. Um, he's moved on. You see him racing in the Xfinity Series. And and now we're going to see who that next, you know, young kid is that kind of moves up through the Arkham and Ard Series East for and where he may end up in some of the top levels of racing. So go check out the ASA Stars National Tour. Go on and grab your tickets for the Arkham and Ard Series and see if you can't get a seat for the Snowball Derby because now's the time to get that seat. Pensacola's loaded down with some racing, and it's a great facility. Tim Bright and his group, probably one of the best I've, I've ever been associated with, Adam. Yeah, they're, they're great to work with. We love doing events there with them. Um, so looking forward to the whole month of March and, and seeing what we can do and make this March 11th event a big one. I hope people come out and support it. It's the first chance to see the – ASA Stars National Tour, and I think they're going to be impressed. Adam, thanks a lot. Looking forward to this season and uh, having you back on again. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Adam. Adam Mackey with Track Enterprises, guys. At times like this, I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road, that I realize I'm at the wrong track. All right, guys, Adam Mackey. Hey, go look it up. Uh, ASA Stars National Tour. And you'll find all the information right there, guys. Uh, it's Trust me, this is going to be some awesome racing night here. If you can't make it, make sure you jump on there and get the pay-per-view. Or MAV-TV. Both are available. American Racer with a pay-per-view and then uh, the tape delay with 
Mav TV. All right, guys. Uh, just right before we move on here to John Hunter, I mentioned it earlier just a while ago. John Hunter wins the last, as we know, Fontana, supposedly. His dad won, set on the pole for the very first race at Fontana. So keeping it all in the family, guys. All right. We are now joined by our NASCAR Xfinity Series race winner here at Auto Club Speedway, John Hunter Nemechek, driver of the number 20 Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota. An interesting fact to start off our uh, post-race press conference tonight, Joe Nemechek won the first pole in the history of this track. Now his son wins the final race. There it uh, is. John cool. Hunter, if you would, just uh, start us off by you know, just giving us your reaction to that. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's pretty cool um, to be second generation and to have accomplished something uh, the same as my dad here. Um, I guess I won the race and he got the pole, um, so hence his nickname, Front Row Joe. But uh, I, uh, I'm, that's really, really cool. Um, I'm kind of speechless about that. Uh, I feel like being able to win and do things that he's done um, in his career and, and just try and continue to be better um, every single day. He's been such a help to my career over the past, uh, I guess, 20 years, um, ever since I started racing. So um, just can't thank him enough for giving me, uh, I guess, r racing in my blood and uh, pushing me to be better. Well, congratulations. We'll go ahead and open it up to questions. We'll start with Justin and then come up to John. Uh, Justin Schuler kicking the tires. Uh, since this race got postponed, you are now officially the last winner at Auto Club on at least the two mile if the construction does go forward. But um, what, is that, what does that feel like, knowing that you're going to be the last stock car winner on this two mile track? Uh, it's really cool um, it, to have accomplished that and be the, the final winner here. Um, it, it means a lot. Um, maybe when they tear this place up, they'll send me a piece of asphalt just as a memory. But uh, it's it's definitely cool to to be a part of the history here at, at Auto Club Speedway uh, with the two mile configuration. Um, I mean, this place is so cool. Uh, tire fall off, um, running multiple grooves. The seams are treacherous. Um, it's it's just an amazing racetrack, and I hate to see it go. All right, we'll go to John. John NewbieHeavy.com. I mean. Can you take me through the emotions of those final laps, you know, wondering if there's going to be a caution dealing with an overheating engine? I mean, how did you <laughs> compartmentalize all of that? Just keep doing what I was doing, hitting my marks. Um, I've been in situations before where it's come down to 20 feet before the start-finish line and a caution comes out. But um, the biggest thing for us was, uh, the I feel like, the overheating issue there. Um, we had trash on the grill for quite a while there. so. Um, hopefully it didn't hurt the motor too bad going on to Vegas next week and having to run it there. Um, same car there, but cars in one piece, and uh, it's fast, so looking forward to going to next week as well. All right, let's go to Bob and then back to Luis. Um, Bob Pockris, Fox Sports Hive 2. The first is, was there any part of you that was happy that the race was pushed to today so that, that you would have a chance to be kind of the last winner on this track? <laughs> To, to be honest, I didn't really think about that. Um, I was more focused on just trying to win the race this weekend. Um, all the preparation that went in, um, working with Ben. Uh, so Ben, every time he started second here, just a quick fact for you, every time he's finished second here, he hasn't finished worse than second. And I can't say what I want to say, but I told him when we came here that I was hoping that I was the one that didn't mess up his track record here uh, in the Xfinity Series. So um, 
it's it's awesome that it got pushed right and i am the final winner um but i don't feel like that crossed my mind uh when they did say that they were pushing it and then looking ahead to next week you've got both the trucks and the xfinity car you're going to be racing against the guy who was sitting in that chair about two hours ago <laughs> is there going to be any is, it, is that going to be fun for you to go up against him considering he left the toyota stable yeah i i definitely think so um I mean, it, it's so cool, the the path that I took, um, I feel like, the last couple of years, right? Going to KBM and having Kyle as a mentor has helped me a lot. Um, what's cool is he drove for my dad when he was around my age as well back in the day. So um, it's kind of crazy how it's come full circle. But I feel like with myself staying in the Toyota camp and, and him swapping, um, that I don't know if there's a rivalry there or not, right? Um, but... I, I definitely want to go and try and win both races next week, um, and I know that he's going to be in both as well. So um, <laughs> he's beat me, and I've beat him before. Um, I, I think it comes down to team, truck, and execution. Um, but he's on his A game right now, and I feel like I am too. Um, he has a little bit of experience on me, uh, just, just a few years in this sport and a few more laps than me. But uh, I definitely look forward to racing him and all the other competitors. Okay, let's go to Luis. Luis Torres, the podium finish. Congratulations. Apologies if it's already been asked already, but how instrumental is it to go get this win right out of the gate and rack up those valuable points, knowing that the journey that it took you to get back here? Uh, I mean, it, it's huge. Um, I'm just grateful for the opportunity that I have. I feel like it's probably the best opportunity in my career. Um, I have a lot of people rooting for me, I feel like, and, and pushing me to be better um, every single day, um, whether I'm at home with Taylor and Aspen or at the shop with my crew guys um, at TPC training. Um, there's, there's a lot of individuals that I won't name all of them, but they, they push me to be better, and I'm glad to be under the, the Toyota banner, TRD banner, Joe Gibbs Racing banner, and um, I'm looking forward to the future as, as well. Um, to have two races and finish second and then first, um, it gets our season kicked off right. And hopefully we can continue this momentum uh, into the next few weeks and just go execute. Um, I feel like we have one of the best teams in the garage, if not the best team. So we just, uh, we can't peak too early. Any additional questions? Any questions in the press box? No questions up here. Sweet. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you, and congratulations. All right, guys. John Hunter, getting the job done, Kyle. I mean, he got the job done. So uh, we're going to go in, and we'll listen to... Uh, Kyle's crew chief, I think that's kind of important because he's had that car right for two weeks now, and we're moving on to the next track, and uh, confidence is, is there, man. Uh, Richard is probably uh, – well, Kyle said he was going to go home. Kyle Kyle said he was going to go home and rub some of that three-chive on his hands because they were hurting, so uh, – they got doctored up last night after the race with three chives. 
We are going to go ahead and kick off media availabilities for the Paula Casino 400. We are now joined by uh, the winning crew chief of the number eight team, uh, Randall Burnett. If you have a question, please raise your hand and we will get a wireless microphone over to you. Right over there. Uh, Justin Schuler kicking the tires. Um, that last stop, was that more of adjustment or the clean air that Kyle seemed to pull away from Chastain on? Well, I think uh, it was the first time we really got clean <laughs> clean air every time we got up to the front. You know, um, today something would happen, caution would come out or, or whatever, and we'd cycle, you know, cycle back a little bit. But um, I thought the car was really good when he got out there by himself. Um, we pitted right there. The 22 came down and kind of forced a lot of people's hands. We wanted to go a couple more laps. Um, but when we got by the one coming off of uh, two there, I didn't want to give them the opportunity to – to pit a lap earlier and then jump us in that cycle and come out ahead of us. So um, as soon as we got the lead there at 22, we pitted the lap before, so we just decided to come. And um, fortunately, we cycled out in front of them and, and was able to keep that clean air, which certainly helped our car. All right, we'll go to Jeff and then Bob. Jeff Gluck from The Athletic. So, this, I mean, you pretty much had the best car here the last two years, different drivers. Um, I, I know setups have changed drastically, but was there anything that you could lean on from what you did last year to try to at least get a baseline for what you did today? No, I mean, honestly, the over the course of the year, the cars, we've evolved so far with, with the cars. I think last year um, when we got here, we might have been a little ahead of the curve or a little more aggressive on things than, than some guys were the first race. Um, obviously, it showed when we, we blew a left rear last year, so... Um, we were on the aggressive side of things, and that, that ended up costing us. We had a really fast car. Um, you know, the setup today was was completely different than it was a year ago, you know, and it just shows, you know, how much we've evolved with this car and, and how much we've learned in a year. Bob. Bob Hawk, Chris Fox Sports. How many races can you win this year with Kyle Busch? <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, I hope I hope to be in here a lot more. Um He's uh, he's pretty incredible talent. Obviously, I think everybody knows that, and um, uh, you know, blessed to be be working with that kind of talent. Um, you know, we we've got a great group on that eight crew. Um, those guys work their guts out. A lot of talent on that team, and um, you know, to, to mix Kyle in with that, and and he gets along with all the guys, and and everything's been good so far. So um, I think we've been, you know, we've between the clash and the 150s and the, in the 500, and now I think we've led laps in every race or. Um, we're at least battling for the lead, um, you know. So, you know, we've been there every every race so far, and, and hopefully we don't we don't see an end of that anytime soon. Well, I don't know. I, I hope not. Um, you know, it, it's nice to win a, a race early. Um, you know, especially with us, where um, you know, really, this is our our first you know inter, intermediate track, as you'd say, right? Um, we still haven't really had a true short track. LA's on it uh, on its own deal, so um, you know it, it, it's kind of a little breath of fresh air to to be able to get a win knocked out early, and, and we can kind of grow this team together and, and try some things and, and learn some things with him, and um, you know prepare for the playoffs. Over to Lee. Randall, can you just address the how the Chevrolets have worked together? We saw it at Daytona. We saw it today. I mean, certain tracks, it's going to be behoove you to work together, but to see everybody up front like that, it's 
you know, it, I, th I think it's a testament to kind of the teamwork that's going on there right now. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously uh, GMs put a lot of a lot of resources um, in, into this cup program and even the Xfendi and the trucks now. And, um, you know, they built that new tech center over there. There's more communication between the teams. We don't we don't share everything um, by any means. But, you know, there's there's a lot more communication across the Chevy teams than there used to be for sure. And, and I do think that helps. I think it's a, a big part of of understanding where everybody's at and and trying to learn from one another. And I think that that's helped our, you know, helped our group, the Chevy group as a whole, you know, be better overall. So, uh, you know, I'm really happy with, with what Eric Warren's got going on over there and, um, you know, all those things. It, it, it's helping all of us, I think. Any other questions for Randall? Back up to Jeff and Bob. Um, it sounded like you guys weren't the only Chevy team that was kind of struggling to get your SMT. Did, did, did that get sorted out by the end of the race, or is that something? Um, it, it was a little spotty today. Like at the beginning of the race, um, we didn't really have anything at all, and it was it was close to the middle of the race before we we really had much. So uh, I don't really know what what happened there, or what what causes that. Um, but fortunately, we a lot of us have been around long enough. We we were here before all that stuff was here, so we kind of went back to how we used to do things and, and figured it out as we went. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it makes it a little tough. Um, fortunately, our car was really good today. Um, you know, Kyle was fairly happy with it. We had to make some small adjustments here and there and um, try to get it a little better. But, um, you know, we didn't need it as much as, as, say, you would if you were not running as, you know, didn't have the pace, right? So um, I, didn't, I didn't feel like it, it affected us a ton today. But, yeah, def definitely different. Um, than what we've seen. No, I mean, we had timing and scoring and all that stuff. Just, um, you know, being able to compare ourselves to, say, like the one car when we were trying to chase him down or, or you know what I mean, like all the things that we look at during the race, um, you know, some of the strategy stuff we look at, all that, you know, is kind of made it a little more difficult, but um, it's what it is. We just, we just went on with it and, and figured it out, and here we are. Bob. Bob Pockers, Fox Sports. When Kyle gets a speeding penalty, do you know what you want to say to him? Like, do you know, like, or is there any part of you like, gosh, I don't know how he's going to react to what I'm going to say. Like, so what do I say? Like, did you have any thoughts or questions in your mind? Yeah, of no, I just tried to, you know, I think, you know, he's, if you look back at it, he's one of the best on pit road every year, and it's because he's aggressive at it, and he's he's got a way that he likes to do things, and it, it's you know, it's on the limit, and, and every now and then you're going to get caught, and we're going to talk about it going forward and, and really weigh the, the risk versus the reward right there, you know what I mean? Um, but, there, I mean, he's he gets everything he can all the time, and that's why he's won so many races. He, he does everything to the limit, and um, I think that shows, and, and he's he's good at that, and, and you're going to have that. So um, the best thing we did, like Derek was like, I don't know, you know, like that was our first, you know, real situation. Obviously, we had our penalty last week, and that that wasn't as big a deal because we knew we had a stage and all that coming up. So, um, you know, that this could have been a little more detrimental, obviously. But um, we just told him to shake it off. You know, he was a, he he was a little harder on himself more than anything. You know what I mean? Because he he's a perfectionist and um, he wants to get it right and and doesn't want to put us in that position. Um, so, I mean, we'll look at everything and, and make adjustments going forward if we need to. We'll go right back there. Uh, Steven Stump of FrontStretch.com. Uh, Randall, the eight-car dominated this race last year until the flat tire. 
Um, does this win feel extra sweet knowing how good of a car you guys had last year? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we're that that one still stings last year. You know, um, felt like you know we should have probably had our first win with Tyler last year, and and, and I'll take that on my shoulders. I was the one that that made the air pressure adjustment and and got too aggressive and got too greedy, and it cost us a race. And so you live and you learn. And my boss, all my bosses today, Richard, Andy, everybody, make sure you got enough air in the tires. And so we did that this week. And and uh, yeah, obviously Goodyear, you know, is is worked on the tire. Didn't see really any issues today at all. Um, and, and this place is pretty extreme with as rough as it is and, and everything that the tire and the sidewall goes through. So, so hats off to them to, you know, be able to bring a, a durable tire for us and, and let us, you know, test the limits on it. Thank you. Right back there. Justin Schuler kicking the tires again. Um, we've asked a lot of drivers this, so I figured I'd ask from a crew chief's perspective, but will you miss this track? I, yeah, absolutely. I even said that in the middle of the race to my guys. I was like, man, on them restarts, it was great. You know, they were four and five wide and and all that and, and running all over the racetrack. I love the tracks where you can run the bottom, you can run the middle, you can run the top. And um, I, I think it's a great racetrack. I, and I told my guys, I was like, man, we're going to miss this place when it's gone for sure. So um, definitely definitely sad it's going. Glad we got the last win uh, here at this track on in I think it's extra special for Kyle because he got his first win as a cup driver here. So to be the last one to win, you know, here at this track and in this configuration, I think is a, a cool thing for him. I think he'll extra uh, like that, you know, um, that's a little extra special for him. So, um, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely miss this place. It's a, it's a great place. Are there any questions in the press box? No questions at this time. All right, we'll take one final one back there. Uh, how much longer do you think this track would have had if not for the sale? Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to tell. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's been it's been pretty consistent when we've came back here every year. You know, um, eventually it's going to need a repave like anywhere else will after time. Um, fortunately, the the weather isn't. You know, with the exception of this week, of course, the weather isn't isn't terrible here. So you know, I think it's it's helped with keeping the surface. Um, um, good and and not needing a repave for as long as it is you obviously haven't seen any any problems with it now the sealer or anything like that came up today so uh that was good i you know i who knows i guess it doesn't really matter now they're going to tear it down start tomorrow i think so any final questions all right thank you so much for joining us and congratulations yep thank you thanks guys All right, Kyle, is is this track actually disappearing, or are they going to try to configure it into a short track? Yeah, Rowdy, uh, first off, I just want to say uh, thank you again to Adam Mackey for coming on the Rowdy Maglite Show. Um, yeah, Rowdy, um, you know, the A-team is on it right now. Um, looks like they haven't missed a step. No matter it's been Kyle Bush or Tyler Reddick, the A-car has been really good, so... Um, good win for that team. Uh, you know, Kyle Busch doing what he does good, uh, driving off pit road, on and off pit road really good, and I think that's what, what probably got him the win. Um, got him ahead of Ross Chastain and Chase Elliott, and then uh, Chase Elliott was up there late, um, got you know got around Chastain and couldn't run down Kyle Busch. So, uh, Rowdy, Kyle Busch could be sitting with back-to-back wins right now, but um, still good to see him uh, get that win, that maiden win for RCR. Hey. 
It's early in the season, Kyle, and that car is dialed in. It was dialed in on the first race. And he just laid back right. there. He laid back there and, and waited till it was time <laughs> and jumped up there and got bumped and pushed out. Well, Rowdy, remember he got his first cup one at Fontana as well. So kind of kind of going out with a bang when in the last race at Fontana. Is Kyle, is that going to be the last race, or are they going to reconfigure it? I mean, I've heard some of the property has been sold off. That's what it sounds like, Rowdy. I don't know if they're going to be doing uh, making it into a short track like it was originally discussed. But, uh, yeah, um, just, uh, you know, that was some big news over the weekend. And uh looks like Auto Club might be going away. So, um, you know, sad to see that, but uh, that's just how it's going to be. Kyle, what what's, what was going on before we listen to Kyle Bush and Victor Lane? What's been going on in PA Dirt this weekend? I know we had uh, Lincoln was uh, up and running. And uh, been to Lincoln. It's a neat place to watch watch the race. Drive, 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 and then all of a sudden... Out of the out of the woods is this neat little dirt track in the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania, and Kyle Bush was there. That Kyle Bush, Kyle Larson was there that night racing, and that house was full up in Lincoln. They bring it to you. So guys, we're gonna go on and play uh, Kyle Bush here. So we are now joined by winner of today's Pala Casino 400, driver of the number eight, Richard Childress Racing Chevrolet, Kyle Bush. If you have a question for Kyle, please raise your hand and we'll get a wireless microphone over to you. We're going to go ahead and start up here with Bob Pockris, and then we'll make our way back there. Bob Pockris, Fox Sports. I know you know you're good, but did you think you would challenge for wins Clash, Daytona 500, and here right off the bat with RCR? Um, you know, truthfully, no. I felt like there was going to be a little bit of a learning experience, a little bit of a growth pattern, but also on the flip side of that, I, I always just kind of looked back and watched some of their results and and success that they had last year with, with Austin. He ran second here last year, and, and Reddick was super, super fast, and so uh, they were fast at the Clash before they broke. The eight car was, you know, so um, it's just been really, really cool, and uh, it's been a great um, piece of, of, we're making history, right, but a great piece of opportunity to uh, go out there and continue to, to win races at a new team with RCR, so I can't say enough about, um, you know, Austin giving me a call, first and foremost, but then, uh, you know, Richard and Judy giving me this opportunity to go out here and, and, and race for wins, and um, thankful to be a part of our, our Lucas Oil Chevrolet team today. All right, we're going to go to Jeff and then Lee. I mean, it's been a while since you, you know, just controlled a race and did what you used to do and won it like that. Mm-hmm. Is your mentality any different when you're in that situation now? Because so many things have happened to you. Are you like, oh, something's going something's gonna to go wrong? Or are you just like, nope, it's the old me. Like, I know what I'm doing. What, what were you thinking inside the car? Yeah, all of, the, all of those things. Um, you know, there were a couple moments where I got loose. I about bust my ass on that last run. So I was like, please don't. Um, but, you know, fortunately was able to hang on well enough and tried to find another groove that my car would work better in. So it was just always a, a constant evolution of, of where you needed to be and, and um, you know, just trying to work. And that's 
what I enjoy most about this racetrack. I mean, it's a two-mile racetrack. It's big. It gets spread out. But, man, you can move around and you can spread out and you can make your, you can make your own destiny by trying to find something else that will help work for your race car. So, um, you know, uh, it's, it's a sad day for me uh, to, to see this racetrack be in its last race being a two-mile configuration. So, um, you know, glad I was able to win the final one here. Yeah, it's, and man, Rowdy Nation's growing, bro. Loud and proud. Watch out. We're going to take over. Um, so it's just fun to uh, to see them and, and to give them something to cheer for again and to have an opportunity like today to win a race this early in the season, get everybody juked up and excited, and uh, also continue to hopefully you know, have more races like this uh, where we're able to win, get some of those playoff points, kind of um, stockpiling a little bit so we can have a, a, a good time at the end of the year. Lee? Congratulations, Kyle. Um, Kurt was one of the first people to come to Victory Lane. You guys hit a milestone today about for winning brothers in the series. Can you talk a little bit about that? And probably the only thing that would have made it cooler would have been to have him in the field. Yeah, no, it, he's um, on, he's left all the heavy lifting for me to do for the rest of uh, my time here. You know, he took a break, um, but no, it it would have um, certainly meant a lot to uh, to have him in the field. But just him being here and being around and still. Um, you know, his role over at 2311 is, is really special. So I know he's got a lot of friends over there, a lot of great guys over there that, that really pull for him. And, and um, you know, so it's neat to have him be there. He was, he was emotional, you know. He's getting soft in his old age. So uh, it was just cool to see him come up to the car and, and being a part of our, our celebration there for a quick moment. But, um, you know, it's fun to set records always. And when you're able to do it as a brother tandem, you know, there's nothing more special for our parents, I'm sure. You also had straight wins. Did you beat a record on straight wins, uh, consecutive wins, was it? Uh, years, yeah, 19 straight years, yeah. So um, now Richard Petty had that record. He and I were tied at, at 18. So, um, you know, there's not very many records that you can beat that, that Richard Petty has, and uh, certainly that, that was one uh, that I set early on, long, long time ago, that I always wanted to achieve and, and get. And so I'm just so thankful for the opportunity to set that bar and would love to continue to keep raising it. We're going to go right back there. <clears throat> um, Alan Buster, Yahi Eagle Broadcasting, Net25. Uh, this race had spin-outs and crashes, but it also had intervals of just uninterrupted racing. Uh, during those stretches, was it like an eerie feeling, thinking that maybe another restart was going to happen, or are you just locked in in the zone? Yeah, I mean, there was um, a moment there when I ran uh, Ross Chastain down the first time, and I got to his bumper, and I was trying to make a move to get by him, and I just couldn't figure it out. Um, and then my car just flipped the switch and went super loose. So I had about crashed a few times, and I was just hanging on at the end of that stage. And then we were able to make some more adjustments to it to uh, get it better on the long run. And then from there, uh, we battled again with Ross all the way up until we pitted there uh, for the final time. And our, our guys executed a really good job on pit road and, and got me out front, and then I was able to drive away. And, yeah, when you get times like that, that's, you know, that's always – I don't know, it's maybe not fun for the fans to watch when it gets a little bit spread out, but it's just fun for the drivers to really zone in and, and get to work and find different grooves and different things that will work, uh, work for you and work for your car in order to make the most out of it. Right up here. Kyle, in, the, in that Richard Hate Sports Life magazine, in that third segment, there seemed to be a gap, bigger, smaller, back and forth. Were you just biding your time, or were you just the, the car just come in finally and be able to get past yeah, no, I was trying to work on um, uh, the the one, and, and the arrow games are just 
terrible with his car. Uh, you just He was literally mirror driving, just watching wherever the heck I was going and trying to put himself in front of me because it would just make me super tight and, you know, about a few times I almost hit the wall. And so uh, you just keep trying to find different grooves that, that, you know, you can still make good time in and you're in clean air and he's not air blocking. Um, but that, 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 this racetrack gives you that opportunity to be able to do that. So it being a half-mile racetrack, a tight racetrack, in its new configuration, you're not going to have those chances. So, um, you know, it's going to be a completely different race and, and a whole new thing. But uh, glad we were able to, to get it done today and find our way around them and then, um, again, have a good execution on that final stop. We're going to go right up there. Hi, uh, Jason Residlow from AmericaJR.com. I was wondering, uh, since it's the last cup race here, can you talk about any uh, memories you've had over the years here? <laughs> uh, a lot. Um, I would say that the first one that comes to mind is when I was 16 years old. I came here to run in the uh, Craftsman Truck Series, and I practiced. I was fastest in practice and had a really fast truck, and then somebody decided I wasn't old enough to race, and so they kicked me out. And um, that was my welcome to NASCAR moment uh, and welcome to California Speedway moment, um, but was able to come back, and when I came back here for the, the next time that I came back was, uh, uh, no, I, I ran Xfinity here. Uh, my first Cup Series start here, I was able to qualify on the pole, and then um, we finished 25th. And then my second time here, I qualified 25th, and I finished first. So uh, that one was much better. But first win, my first Cup Series win was here. We've had five wins, uh, including today. So just great time at, at California Speedway. There's a few in there that I missed out on, but um, I think it was also here where I I won. I was the first person to win two NASCAR races in the same day, Xfinity race and a, and a Truck Series race, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, yeah, this place has had a lot of great memories. All right, we're going to go right back there and then back up to Jeff and Bob. Alan Bailey with ARN. Kyle, with getting a victory this early on, uh, does this mean that you guys get to experiment a little bit, or do you guys just get to fine-tune? Because you've had three extraordinarily good runs the last three races, and now you finally have the result to show it. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, I, I don't know. That's uh, to be determined. I would say that we need to continue on and and. and pour the gas on the fire right now and, and go out there and continue to, to get wins and have fast cars and, and run up front. So, um, you know, we got to want to get those playoff points. Playoff points is a big deal for at the end of the year. I've won a couple championships having a lot of playoff points. And uh, the couple of years that I haven't had a lot of playoff points, I haven't made it very far. So, um, you know, I, I know what's important. So hopefully we can get some more of that. It does open up opportunity, you know, for staying out in particular races or maybe pitting and getting tires in particular races because you do have that win so you can take more chance, yeah. Um, but I don't know that you'd mess with setup stuff really much. Jeff? How much of your swagger do you think you have back and, like, what what percent do you have to go to be, like, be feeling like your old self where you're just every week in the mix and knowing that, you know, you can do it? Well, this is the first race nobody ran into me. So... I held my own destiny today, and I felt like I did a good job of that. But uh, every other race this year, I've been run over. So, you know, I'm into getting my, – my results haven't been indicative to how we've been running. But, um, yeah, I mean, to, to answer the swagger part, just um, it, it's great to have the, the group that I do, and I'm excited about – I was excited about working with them and when, it, when it all came through, and, and I had the – basically, I got hired. Um, but it's been fun to work with them and, and behind the scenes. And just last night, we just went and had a go-kart night and had some fun. So, you know, just kind of laying low and, and letting loose a little bit and having fun right now. Bob? 
uh, Bob Parker's Fox Sports. I know last year you said you didn't really know why you struggled, quote, unquote, struggled as you did. Oh, we did. Okay. So <laughs> is, do you have any idea why, like, how do you go from where you were last year to where you are now? Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Um, you know, you you look at how the eight car ran here last year, and they were fast. You know, they had a really, really fast car, and I did the sim session stuff with them and, and worked on what they what they had here last year and then kind of changed a couple things to what I felt like I would, I could do or race better, be more comfortable racing for myself. And, um, you know, today it was just a completely different feeling of a race car than, than what I had here last year, you know. So um, I, I think that's just different philosophies of how you go about it and, and what this group here is doing to build grip versus uh, my old group. Are we going to go right back there? Nick Charles Curry, Annenberg Media. Uh, if not for the sale of the track, of much of the track, uh, how long, how much longer do you think they could have run races here? Ooh, <laughs> yeah, the the old repave question. Um, I don't know, man. We we always wanted to keep Atlanta as long as we possibly could, but there finally was chunks coming out of the racetrack, you know. So it gets tough. I mean, this place here, there's a lot of saw cuts out there. There's, you know, the the racetrack. It's pretty racy, but honestly, when you get about eight laps into a run, you don't even go and bother with the bottom anymore. It's, it's you know, lane three, four, five, and, um, which is still plenty of racing room to, to get around here. But, um, yeah, I, I have no idea how to answer that. The seams are, are kind of bad, but actually where they put, I think it's concrete patches um, at some of the places on the seams, those are super smooth and easy to go over. Uh, so if you just redid all the seams, maybe it would be fine. Back to Jacob. Up here, yeah. Uh, Justin Schuler kicking the tires. Uh, Kyle, a few years ago, you celebrated win 200 across uh, all three. This is now 225. Um, do you see 250 or maybe even 300 uh, in the future? Yeah, I'm getting a little old too fast for 300. I'd, trust me, the aspirations were there. Uh, don't get me wrong, but the limitations set by NASCAR is not going to allow that to uh, come to fruition. So only being able to run five truck series races a year, that's going to be tough to uh, get that total up in a hurry or Xfinity for that matter. But, um, you know, the, the the Cup Series is where our focus is, and we need to be able to go out here and win races. So uh, if this can be a, a fantastic year of, of knocking off, uh, you know, five, eight wins, whatever, that would be phenomenal and, and all we could really ask for. Um, being with a new team and, and having a new chance. Let's go right back there again. Alan Bailey with ARN again. Kyle, do you think that this one win has locked you into the playoffs, or do you think it's going to take multiple wins? Potentially we could see 16-plus drivers win races this year. Yeah, I mean, last year we were super close to that, so who knows. Um, definitely I, I think that there's still parity, and you'll see some guys that win that you probably wouldn't expect to win at a couple tracks. So. Um, we'll see what that what that does end up looking like. But uh, am I safe right now? I'd like to think so. But if you ask me again in, in 10 weeks and there's 10 more different winners, then I would probably change my answer. We're going to go right up here. Chris Crestick, Racing Sports Radio out of San Diego. Congrats, Kyle. Um, I was in victory lane. And clearly this track means a lot to you. Uh, overheard you ask for a piece of the track. Yeah. Um, 
so and clearly it means a lot to you, but how important is it, is it for NASCAR to continue to establish and uh, have a presence out west, especially being from Las Vegas and coming from a side of the country that doesn't produce that many drivers? How important is that for NASCAR to continue to preserve and continue to pursue? Yeah, no, I, I think that this place is um – it need, we need to be in, in Southern California. I think the Clash is kind of a cool exhibition opportunity where we get to be in L.A., like really out over that way. Um, but, man, I was really, really pleased and, and happy with the crowd that came out today. I thought that was awesome to see. Um, you know, there was a really good turnout for as cold as it was. I, I really thought people would shy away. Um, but, man, they came, so that was really, really good. Um, just hope that, you know, the, the next track that we have, puts on the the show that that we've been able to see here for the last probably 10 years 12 years um but you know repaves are always tough man it takes takes a good five years for a repave to turn into something that's decent let's go back to lee i'm kind of curious what rc said to you in victory lane i mean you guys had a feeling it was coming you guys were so close last week you know um He's had great drivers before, but you're such a franchise kind of guy that you can build a thing around. I mean, you must have seen the elation in his face. Yeah, no, I certainly did. And, you know, I, uh, when I first crossed the finish line, you know, I, I thought about Brexton and Samantha and Lennox all being at home and not being here and how mad they're going to be at me for winning without them here. But um, then, I, you know, I, I thought about Richard and Judy and, and the chance that they've taken on, on putting me in their race car and letting me go out there and drive. So... Um, it's just been super, super rewarding so far each week, even though we haven't won, to just be a part of the conversation and be in the mix, you know. So um, I hope that we're able to, to repay them a lot over this year and the next few years to come um, before I decide it's all said and done, you know. But um, just great conversation with him. He was like, man, this is the first of many. And then, um, you know, I think one of the other things he said was uh, he, he showed me his hat every his Chevy hat that he has in Victory Lane each year, whenever they win races, they always put uh, the, the, the track and the driver's signature of where the wins were. So hopefully we get to fill that thing up. On It's always on the inside, so hopefully we get to fill that thing up. Let's go right up here. Hey, Kyle, Crash for Speed Freaks. I want to follow up on that pieces of the track. You were talking to Dave Allen about that, mm -hmm. and he seemed very interested. And then your guys overheard you as well. Yeah. They're going to want some gifts from you. I just am forewarning you. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, I thought it was really special when Bristol uh, dug up their racetrack. Um, was that 2007? Going into eight, I think. Um, maybe it was later than that. Anyway, they made these blocks and sent it to all the drivers of, you know, it was the last race on that concrete surface or whatever. And so I always just kind of thought, you know, if we don't, if they dig up racetracks or whatever, it'd be cool to have some of those pieces, especially, you know, if you've won at that place or as special as this place has been to me with five wins here, you know, it would be uh, pretty meaningful. And winning the last one was, uh, was super meaningful to me. So I would cherish having one of those. Um, you know, it, it's not all that glamorous or cool looking. It's a piece of asphalt, but, you know, it, it's still a, a memory in which um, I have from, from being here, and the team would love to have a piece of that, too, for being the last win here. And then real quick, you had gone karting with your team last night. Can you talk about how you guys as a team have really come together over these last couple of weeks, just doing personal stuff, putting the cell phones aside and just having fun, and part of that is leading to basically what we're seeing on the track yeah no i i think it's been really good you know um just the camaraderie within the group has been really fun you know they're all 
I wouldn't say they're laid back. They're obviously hard workers, and they really dig in, but they have, um, you know, a, a great ethic about them that just sort of fits. And, you know, being at RCR, there's a lot of racers at RCR, you know, and so um, that's that's me. This is all I know. This is all I've ever done. And so having the chance of just kind of working with those guys that, you know, um, they don't give up and they, they have all the grit in the world to go out there and, and give it everything they got. And when we wrecked in the in the duel last week and they prepared another fast race car that felt really, really similar to that one, I was I was really impressed about the the you know, the competition side of, of the similarities between the cars and being able to pull another one out. So um, it's all been good. And, you know, just continuing to build on that and have some fun. Um, I'm sure they'll have a, a great trip home. I'm, I'm waiting on Austin and Richard here before we head home, so it's going to be a good trip. All right, let's go back to Stephen. Uh, Stephen Stump of FrontStretch.com. First of all, Kyle, congrats on the win. Congrats on breaking Richard Petty's record. Also, with Petty's record, um, your streak was kept intact last season because uh, Tyler Reddick and Chase Briscoe spun in the final turn of Bristol Dirt. After the season finished, did you have you talked to either driver about how that finish went down? Yeah, there was some um, some joking around at some of our. Um, um, I think it was our. It, it wasn't at the banquet, but I think it was our chase like the playoff drivers when they all got together after the regular season was over. There was definitely some joking around about that, um, you know, so it was really uh, – I lucked into one, you know. I stole one last year, but then there were probably five that I could count that we could have, should have, would have won that we didn't, you know. It just um, <laughs> would always seem like there was something against me that wasn't allowing us to, to score a win. But, um, yeah, happy to there, – there was – I think there was another year, um, 2014 – winning here um that was the only non-restrictor plate win for joe gibbs racing that year we won one race at jgr and it was me here in california in 2014 so that was also a, a close year that was you know almost um going without all right thank you we'll go right up here sorry second question your uh, crew chief said that goodyear bought a much more durable tire and you mentioned, you know, almost losing a couple times. How was the grip compared to the tire last year that wasn't so hot? Um, I really didn't notice a whole lot, to be honest with you. I felt like the tire was really, really similar to last year. Um, that one run where I got super loose, I felt a vibration, and I felt like that tire was coming apart. Uh, so I had to start trying to take it easy, but I was still trying to hold the position that I was in and hold those guys off behind me so we could be further up on, on that pit stop at that the end of that second stage so um but yeah no to me tires felt really similar we're gonna go up to the press box uh we got a couple questions up here go ahead Jonathan Vial, the racing experts, ESPN Radio, Albuquerque. Uh, Kyle Lakeham have mentioned, you know, you broke Richard Petty's record of, you know, 18 straight seasons with the win. Uh, how have the conversations been with you and, you know, other drivers in that caliber, whether it be Richard or others? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's really been any. Um, you know, there's been some media questions about it and stuff like that like what would it mean and you know what do you think can you do it and stuff like that but uh i haven't really talked to richard about it you know um but it's it's here we got it so it's pretty special i'll uh i'll take the honor of of carrying on the the most wins now which is really really special and hopefully like i said earlier i'd love to elevate that bar a little bit higher and, um, you know, take it to, to 20, 21, 22, whatever. 
Any other questions up in the press box? Yeah, KirstineKetchfence.com. Kyle, I was just curious about how uh, different it is or how um, it is working with New Spotter like Derek Nealon after working with such a, um, such a, a long-time spotter in Tony Hirschman over the last several years. Yeah, um, you know, that was – talk about bittersweet. That was another bittersweet moment, um, you know, when Hirschman told me that – well, he never really did tell me that he wasn't coming. I had to find out. Um, anyway – the yeah, I mean, you always hate to not be able to take people that are close to you or, or you know, mean something to your success. And the past races that I've always had with Hirschman have been super good, um, but it didn't work out. And um, you know, I honest, honestly, I think Derek is probably a, a top three spotter in the series. And so I, I didn't think I was making much of a, a move there. It was probably a lateral move. Uh, you know, you've got your A-tier drivers, your B-tier, your C-tier. I feel like spotters are kind of the same. Crew chiefs are kind of the same. You know, so it's all about how you mix all those guys together and what your success looks like. But Derek's been great so far. Um, he was super good at Daytona. Felt like uh, I learned a little bit from him, and there's a couple things that we talked about for him to, to get better on still after Daytona. And then today um, I jumped his ass there late because the lap cars were running right in my groove, and I'm like, get him out of the way. Let's go. Um, and so then he he had to march around on the roof and, and make some holes for me. So he did a good job. Anything else up there? We're all good up here. Thank you. Any final questions down here? All right. Well, thank you so much right. for your time. Right Congratulations. Yep.